Hi, I'm Tisha Wilson, and welcome to Ladyland. Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Hey, Tisha. Hey. Thanks for joining me. Well, you know, when something that must come. Yes. <laughs> so here on uh, Ladyland, I like to let people introduce themselves. Are you ready to introduce yourself? Yes. Would you please do so? I am Tisha Wilson, also known as the Manifester, the little torque out instructor, PhD candidate, mother of three. Pretty much sums it up. I feel like you could go on for, what, seven more identifiers? I could. Okay. So we know each other uh-huh. through one of your jobs. One of them. One of them. Your nighttime. Well, God, one of your nighttime jobs. Yeah, one of my nighttime jobs. You are my twerk instructor. Hey. I mean, you're my friend. Yeah. But I met you through your twerk class. Yes, yes. I think I started in, tw- I did start in 2016, February of 2016. It's been three years. Wow. Yeah. Twerking is still popular. You know, most fades don't even last that long. Well, okay. Because the white people have found it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> raises, raises hand. It's going to live forever now. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm not going to even deny it. It's, it's true. Yeah. We became friends. Yeah. Because you're it's real, it's impossible to meet you and not want to be your friend. Uh, well, listen, hey, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. I, it's funny that you've been going to class for three years, but I only learned in three months that <laughs> you're not a good twerker. Oh. <laughs> and so you say. Twerk is in the heart. Is it? Tisha has a thing. She says, I'm not, I'm real bad at <laughs> dancing, but I love it. My enthusiasm mm-hmm. is better than my talent. <laughs> It just says a thing that some of you are twerkers in your body and some of you are twerkers in your heart. It's important. (laughs) That is important. Like me, I suffer from little man syndrome. How tall are you? Five feet on a good day. Okay. I'm very, very short. Okay. If you meet me in real life, that's what everybody tells me. When I'm on social media or I see you on YouTube, I always feel like you're way taller, but I am literally five feet on a good day. On a good day. So I'm, people are surprised at your height? I didn't yes. Know that. Okay. Yes. And oh, so you wear heels. A lot. That's why. Because okay. I like to feel like I woke up like that. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's so, fair. you know, I see myself as this really tall, not gigantic but on everybody's level and so but that's not how i am i'm a very short person so in my heart i'm six foot (laughs) but in reality i'm not would you say height is in the heart height is definitely in the heart (laughs) for me oh my god So I think the first time we hang out, hung out outside of class, you ran that terrible race around the middle school. 
that yeah. that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And you know what? You were very, very not true to yourself at that moment. You should have snatched me up and been like, <laughs> girl, this is a hamster run. It, Get out of that. That was horrible. I, I don't. I would have just ran out. It was it an ultra? It was an ultra. We did thirty miles. So how many laps around that middle school was it that day? It was one. Each lap was a mile. No, no. It was horrible. And you know, it was in August. It it was hot as balls. It was terrible. And I didn't know we were going to run with you. So a a couple of us from class went to do like race support. And I just wore Birkenstocks. I didn't. Because I thought you'd be like running. I didn't know I'd see you the whole time. Girl. And then we took turns running laps with you. And I ran with. I didn't have on a sports bra. I don't remember any of that. I ran with you in a normal bra in Birkenstocks. And I got. I had blisters. (laughs) I had blisters. (laughs) Yeah. Just make me feel even worse. Yeah. Just pile it on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had worse. Yeah, it was terrible. How many hours did that take? Girl. It was so dumb. We started like at 6 o'clock. And do you remember there was people out there running barefoot? I do remember that. I remember all of it. It was terrible. That's when I realized that you guys had an undying loyalty to me because there's no (laughs) way I could have. I was like, I got to. I got to know her and make sure she doesn't do this again. I fell in love with you when you told me how you fell out of love when running. Because at that moment, it spoke to me because I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I didn't say that while you were running. No, but But I probably did. In that, I was there mentally, like questioning why am I really doing it? It can become an obsession. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how I found twerk. And this is, is not about me, but I had just quit. I did a half Ironman uh-huh. with our producer here, Mary Catherine. And I had signed up for another one and I didn't want to do it. And I flipped the fuck out. Shut up. And my therapist was like, won't you quit that race? And, and I was like, like, but I had pay- I paid for it. She's like, so? And I quit. She said, why don't you just take quit training and find something else and just see what happens? And I came to your class Shut and I up. never went. I never went. I quit. And I've up. never run again. And I didn't do that race. You know, I think running is a great passion, but I think sometimes you have to come back and reevaluate why are you truly doing it, you know, because you can be running from something else. <laughs> I just, was. And just using the payment as a as a tool. Yeah, so. I spent a lot of money on that. Running. Girl. I might still run because I did like it. My body could. It's, yeah. I'm not built for it. Yeah. I've had injuries in all joints. Yeah. Every joint I've yeah. had. Yeah, I think some of my worst injuries came from running. Yeah. Oh, I'm still hurt. And I haven't run in three or four years. After a while, the accolades mean nothing. The medals mean no. God, no. And I know every running group is going to come after me after that. But it's the truth. They're not listening. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, I mean, it's just, you know, you you really have to really search yourself. I mean, it's a good passion, but sometimes... You got to really evaluate what you're really running for. Yeah. And running from. Yeah. <laughs> Come twerk. It's better. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be good at it. That's right. Just have a good heart. No. <laughs> so talking about working out. Okay. And you're, let's, let's start talking about you on the internet. Ooh, me on the internet. Here's where I want to go with this. Okay. Two things. You work out a lot. And that's a lot of your social media. Uh-huh. Just, you know, I'm working out. I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole side of you that is not online. And I don't know that people know that. You're kind of like... Uh, oversharer. No, no. I was going to say, 
you're like those celebrities who you think you know because they mm-hmm. are posting, but then you find out that pictures from like a vacation two summers ago. Okay. And you actually have no idea what their life is like. Okay. You're a little bit like that. You, you think have so? like I do think so. What? Because I know you and I know that your life isn't just Planet Fitness. No. Oh no. But if someone doesn't know you and they look to you like it's, so many of our shared friends look uh-huh. to you as this guru workout person. One, yes. That's all I do. Eat vegetables and work out. But it's not all you do. <laughs> no, no. So what what do you wish? What don't people see? What do you not share? What do you keep for yourself? Uh, the Virgo in me. So the Virgo in me is very detailed, very sensitive, very nurturing, very guarded. And I don't show that a lot. I usually I try to be transparent on my social media page. To include everybody, but there's a girly girl part of me. There's a women's right activist part of me. There's a part of me that loves, you know, to do childish things and stuff. And I don't share that because sometimes that world to me is so precious that I don't take criticism well. You come after me about something that I'm guarded the most and I'm not very, you know, forgiving for it. But the Virgo part of me, I don't share that a lot, pretty much. That's so I forget that you're a Virgo. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I forgot that you do this and maybe we'll cut this out. But one of one of the funniest things about you here we go. Is the Facebook fights you get in on the local news feed. Yes. Yes. Listeners, Tisha all day is up in the comments for like News Channel 5. Yes, yes. it's important. That's the Virgo it, side. It is so funny to yes. me that you do that. Yes. You're invested. Well, because well, you, you, you need to have a voice. And I think everybody has a voice. But sometimes I think society has taught us to not be so vocal. So we pull back. But social media has allowed me to actually be very opinionated in certain comments and topics that I like to, you know. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Anytime there's breaking news, like all the stuff with our former mayor, Megan Berry. Yes. You texted me first. Yes, absolutely. And I knew people that worked for her. Yes. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's like, well. okay, didn't hear from blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Here's three text messages from Tisha. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. You were on it. You were up in the threads. You were already commenting. Well, because we know we talk about this all the time, which is called double standards. And yes, I'm not saying that she was right or I'm not like her BFF. I'm just saying, are we giving the same privilege to males that we give to females? And we've got one in the news now. We basically have to push him off to get rid. I'm just being honest. And it's it's, literally chase him. Literally with a bat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. so those type of things need to be highlighted. I, you know, I just want things to be more equal for both sexes. Society has taken that away from us and women are taught not to be as verbal. But it's, it wasn't fair. I'm not. I mean, I think she deserved to get persecuted by Channel 5. Channel 5 is a savage and I hope I never get on their radar in life. <laughs> 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 but hey, you know, we're we're facing some of the same things again and you can almost look at there it's been handled in completely different elements than it was with Megan Barry. Why? Yep. Why? Mm-hmm. I know. I I do know. Okay. Well, I, I know. know you know. I share your rage. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I share I don't 
I don't get real political online no. anymore. And no. I used to, but there's just people feel so, oh, I, just, I, I don't, it's the same. I don't want to deal with the comments. Yeah. Oh my I'm not gosh. out here to educate you. Yes. And that's what'll happen. And I'm not. Well, not people take dialogue to a whole new level now. Yeah, they do. You know, you can't even express your opinion without people taking it really, really, really personal to like crossing the line personal. That's yeah. the thing. And I think Facebook did a poor job when they first came out and safeguarding it. And this is why we have the issues we have now, you know, but I think now I, tr- I try to pull back. I'm not going to let it mute me, but I definitely am guarded. You know, if I get into a conversation, as long as we keep it tit for tat, I'm fine. But if I feel like this person is getting too emotional, I just completely walk away. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I do the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I yep. thoroughly enjoy the, the engage of mm-hmm. conversation. I know you do. <laughs> so you recently did a real, a huge thing, a big fancy thing. You did a TED-style talk at a national conference. Do you think that's fancy? Well, you know, we talked about that. <laughs> that, Don't, that was an expression yes, I just yes, made. That was yes, the silence. Yes yes, yes. yes, I do. Okay, well. I watched it. It's 22 minutes long. Of course I watched it. Okay. I learned things. Mm-hmm. I did not know mm-hmm. that you wanted to start a nonprofit. Yes, and I realized at the end when you were talking about that part, I don't 100% know why you're getting a PhD. It's a dumb thing to say. But you know what I mean? Like yes. where you want to go with yes. that. And you said all of that in that TED Talk. And it just like hit me in the yeah. chest. And then I'm like, shit, I did not know any of that. <laughs> so I want to know. I want to know all the things. Okay. So I don't know if people really know, but I'm very into Robin Hood lifestyle. I really like investing back in the bottom people that are hitting rock bottom because that's where I came from. And so that is why you see my undying loyalty to Coleman. That's why you see I don't want to do classes that charge people 10 or 15 dollars. I like to keep it basic because I just feel like one of my things of getting my life back was to give back to those who are just like me. They yeah. couldn't afford things and have been poverty stricken. And so my Ph.D. is a two part. First of all, it's to prove to myself that I can do it. When oh, you drop yeah. out of high school, you want to prove to yourself. And I didn't realize how hard this Ph.D. is, but I'm at the point now where I can't turn back. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to give it my all. But I want to start a nonprofit organization called Broken that literally is not based on your monetary status. It's not based on somebody doing a background check. It's where people can come back and learn lifestyles tools, whether it's fitness, whether it's how to maintain anxiety, how to get over depression. It's tools. And I want people that have survived it to come back and give them those tools. That's why. And unfortunately, you have to be on top of your game. So me saying that, yeah, I've been to rock bottom and this is what my life has been like and I turn my life around. It's not enough for me to get grants and funding. I have to be the creme de la creme. So I have to say I have a Ph.D. in this shit. (laughs) Please, please say that. Put that at the top of every grant application. (laughs) And believe it or not, people will fund you. Oh, where you have a PhD. I know. <laughs> so you're gonna. You're, the dream is to start yeah. this and to be the executive director. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's not enough. Now we all want to throw money at everybody, but oh. we never want to give them tools or time know? or time. 
You know, we don't, want even, we don't want to <laughs> teach them how to rebuild their life. We want to go and buy their house. You know, we fall in love with stories about a football player went out and bought this person a house. But we didn't tell them how to time manage. We didn't tell them how to manage their money. Because guess what? I bet you they don't know how important it is to pay your mortgage on time or how to try to cut that debt in half. You know, and so that is important. So I think we need to start looking at behavior influences and not worry about so much of getting the money, getting the money. Success is going to happen. You know that we know that. But we need to know how to influence people behavior in order to become successful. Yes. Especially women, especially women of color. You know, you know that, you know, I know that. You know, I know that. And it's it was so hard for me to break my generational curse because black women are taught different. And this has been the hardest, but most liberating journey of my life the last five years. Just not applying anything that I learned from generational curses. Just yeah. breaking them. It's five years. How long you've been in, in this in master's the PhD? Yeah, okay. just in the grind. So long story short, I went and got my GED and then I never turned back. When it got my associate, when it got my bachelor's, when it got my master's, day after day after day. Then one day I'll graduate from my bachelor's and I roll right in to get my master's. So <laughs> I've been grinding. You did the same thing with the PhD, didn't and you? And I'm tired. Yes. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah. But also, you, know, you legit do not sleep. Well, yeah. What do you sleep? Like three or four hours a night? But not even every night. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So Tisha, Tisha is also a nurse, a practicing okay. nurse. Uh-huh. And you pick up graveyard shifts. Uh-huh. And that's what pays for your PhD, yes. right? So, and you, yeah. Well, if anybody ever goes, to, about that. if anybody ever goes to school, you know that tuition is a real beast out here. I mean, yeah, they are savages. Shout out to <laughs> Sally Mae. <But, laughs> so one job literally goes to my PhD. I don't even see that check. It just goes to it. So then I work for Vanderbilt by day and then I teach a twerk out exercise fitness class. It usually it was three days a week, but now it's expanded to the weekend too. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. So those take care of me lifestyle and then the graveyard shift that I do twenty hours every other weekend goes to my PhD. Cool. I know, but you do what you must, and that's important. I'm not going to lie. I'm very tired. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Also, you have three kids. Three kids. Three boys. I say kids like they're little kids. You have three yeah. sons. Three sons that are amazing, but, you know, I have to be the trendsetter. So if I grind hard, they have no choice but to excel. So, yeah. You know. Hi. Do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, including I Miss You When I Bleak, written by Lady Land's own Mary Laura Philpot. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, feeding the chickens, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. So I don't know if this is true. Okay. But I think it's true. Mm-hmm. 
I think you and I are similar in a way that people look up to us and say things to us mm-hmm. that maybe we don't necessarily believe or think is true. Or like, you don't know me. <laughs> like, you don't you don't know yeah. what this really looks yeah. like at night. Yeah. Recently, I've just gotten a lot of mm-hmm. messages and feedback. Like, there's this message that keeps coming in telling uh-huh. me I need to work on my confidence. Uh-huh. And as I've been telling people this, they're, they're like, no, you don't. And I'm realizing people mistake my courage Come on. for confidence. Yes. I'm real courageous. You I've got are. huge balls. Yes, you are. You I'll do. I'll jump off of, I'll jump so fast yeah. and so high. But you're still scared. I don't have any confidence. No. And I'm wondering yeah. if you are similar. Yeah. Because my feeling is you might be. Very myself. Very myself. Yeah. I mean, I think for the calls, I'm going to do it. But am I doubtful? Oh, my gosh, yes. Everything. Every project, I'm extremely critical on myself. Oh, whoa. Yeah. yeah. I've learned over the last couple of weeks to just embrace it because it makes us who we are. Embrace we the be, fear? Yes. You have to be authentic. People don't buy into you unless you're authentic. No. You know? I can't come out here and put this superwoman image on or Wonder Woman image on and not have this side of me that's not human. And the human side of me is that I'm overly critical of everything I do. I reevaluate everything. I don't take things as people see me. People see me as this amazing, dope woman. And I'm looking at my YouTube TED Talk like, oh, my God, I look a mess. It's horrible. Nobody. This is, you know, but that's real because everybody feels that way. And it's relatable. So I just kind of thought about it over the last couple of weeks. I'm just going to embrace it, you know? It's what makes us authentic, you know? Yeah. We can have other flaws. That's a good flaw to have, you know? Because it keeps us humble. And humble is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I still want more confidence. I know. But, you know, hey, we are where we used to be. Man, yes, <laughs> that's true. Now we say no. It's a you work know? in progress. But I'm better at it. You are. Are you better at it? Oh, yeah, I am. I have no choice, you know? Who do you love yourself? You love other people's opinions more? You love yourself more? You will get to that. I think 40 hit me with that in the face. We're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. I think age, that is nothing. You know, when you're younger, you you want to be a pleaser. Now it's not so much. That's not the top of the list no more. No, I got to protect my time, my energy, my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. We also share this. We are both very empathetic. Yes. And we're both helpers. Yeah. And that, man, in the last couple of years from turning 40, yeah. that wall. Yeah. And <laughs> I've gotten a lot better you know, protecting you're, that. You're, that's a very good point because people will play on that. Yes. I didn't know until I got semi-popular because that's yeah. what I call myself. Yeah. Right I now. have watched this happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. People will learn your strengths and weaknesses or play on to you in a matter. I've learned this and this is a big thing I talk about all the time. People are fine until you outgrow the image they have oh, of you. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You get out of that box. You get they out don't of know that what box. To do. They don't know what to do. And they're about to shut you down. Get back in down. that box. Yes. Get back in that box. Yes. yes. And that's not a real friend. No, no. Well, it could be, but it's just a person smothered in fear. Yeah. And yeah. I can't. That's unsafe no, for me. No. It's unhealthy. Who is your person? Who is your helper? What is your support system? Because you also don't talk about that. No. And that's real important. Yeah. I have a huge support system, and it's the only way I can do anything. I don't. I don't have a big support system. I can't lie about that. Um, And that's just because 
within the black community, we we're not as like you are a good friend to me. You do stuff for me just because you genuinely love me. Yes. But in the black community, we don't do that. We look at each other as some type of way of we don't want that person to succeed more than each other. So it's it's frowned upon. We, we're just now learning how to promote each other, encourage each other. So my mom is a good support, but she doesn't know everything I do. So a lot of things like my doctoral journey, she can't share with me. You know, working out journey is, is hard. So I'm, I'm not going to really, honestly, I rely heavily on my faith. Really. Do you go to therapy? Or have yeah. you before? So You don't have to answer that, by the oh, way. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Therapy is important. And it's important because it's frowned upon in the black community. Yeah. Yes, I did. I When I got divorced, I met this wonderful lady who took my class and then slipped me her card and she really? became my therapist. I did not know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she discovered something that nobody really noticed. So when I first started teaching class, I was wearing a hat. Always oh, yeah. wear. A hat. I've seen those pictures. I always wear that hat. That was my security blanket. That kept me focused. I was petrified of coming up on that stage. I didn't think I was good enough, and I would put on my hat, and I would never face you guys because I was zoned out. She noticed that. She noticed that. That was where my fear was, and so I started going with her. And I will be honest. At first, it was weird, like just talking to her. And then she quickly became my voice of reason. She really actually allowed me to open up. There was a lot of skeletons in my closet. I didn't know. I didn't know I was a pleaser. I didn't know that I was seeking validation through others without trying to find it in myself. So therapy has become my go-to thing. I don't know if I will ever stop doing therapy. It's just the thing that I I love to do. Like people do yoga. Therapy is like yoga for me. It's amazing. Same. I don't care if we are, they are getting paid. Just having somebody to talk to and to walk you through things and make you look at it different perspectives is amazing. Oh, it's changed my life. I don't know why we're so scared of it. I can't live without it. So it becomes a necessity. Same, But it hurts. It does. It does. But Not I knew can do that. That's a lot of money. Well, that's why I was saying about broken, you know, starting something mm. like that, because a lot of hurt comes from nobody's listening. Yeah. Oftentimes people go through stuff or lash out or act a certain way because they feel like nobody is listening or everybody's fixing. Yes. No, nobody's listening because they're just trying to fix. Absolutely. I agree. Raises own hand. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. <laughs> So what do you, how do you relax? Let's just, let's just pretend you have a night off <laughs> or the every other weekend when you're not at the hospital. So how do I relax? What do you like to do? Binge. TV. I've never binged. I just discovered <laughs> Netflix about two weeks ago. Oh God. Welcome. Okay. Welcome I just to Netflix. discovered Netflix. I like to do stuff that people take for granted. So one last little topic. <laughs> little topic. So I have started sharing on Instagram about my journey with exercise uh-huh. and not dieting and not losing uh-huh. weight. And you and I have talked about this a bunch and mm-hmm. you have asked me to write more about it. Mm-hmm. And you think it's such an important message. It is. And I guess I want to hear more what you think. So I'll backtrack a little. I used to exercise too much. Uh-huh. And I have been on a diet my entire life. And I... 
about seven months ago stopped. I noticed and that. started seeing a certified eating disorder uh-huh. registered dietitian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I had no longer okay. am working to lose weight. You're working to what? Accept my body at whatever size it's naturally going to be. Yes. And I don't I actually don't even call it exercise anymore. It's called movement. Okay. So I just do movement when I feel like it. I'm uh-huh. doing. I'm learning intuitive eating. Okay. Health at every size. Uh huh. And anti diet. Those are the industry words. Okay. So I'm just trying to be kind to my actual body. Okay. And heal my broken brain. So your question to me is... It's not even a question. I just wonder... I think one of the things you said to me is I wish you would write about it because I think people need to get this message. So I would just wonder. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. We live in a world of quick fixes. Yeah, we do. I have never seen people become millionaires off of waist trainers, but they are. (laughs) People are coming millionaires after getting you to drink some tea and think it is going to make you lose weight. Yeah, that's real. But what is not being highlighted is the life after that. An obsession is born. Yeah. A behavior has formed. And it takes years to break that. I cannot tell you how people come to my class broken because they are dying to become something that they wasn't designed to be. Or they're looking at social media and these women that are taking eight ribs out and they're trying to become those type of women. And your story is similar to mine's because you are showing what it is daily. It is. It is. And people need to hear that. We need to stop letting society dictate what a human being is supposed to look like, what a woman is supposed to look like, what a weight loss journey is supposed to look like. No. No, this is everyday life. You're going to have days, months where you want to eat regular, you know, and you shouldn't be dictated or you shouldn't feel like that if you don't get up and run or if you're not a part of this workout movement, then you're not a, a good person. It's not. I mean, I think people are wanting to see transparency. And that's, you know, that's why I like your story. It's amazing because it's real. You know it. People come to my class. They're on 30-day soup oh, diets. Girl, it's, it's horrible. Also, everyone in there is an always trainer. Yes. Which, fine. No judgment. But It, it is no judgment, but it's unhealthy. It's, I just, it is unhealthy. I've so many waist trainers. It is it's unhealthy. What it's I've still noticed, there. What are you training? Well, and you you are a small person. Yes. You Five foot tall. Yes. Very lean. Small yes. bones. Small frame. Yes. Very muscular. Yes. Well, wasn't always that way. No. But today, mm-hmm. I'm not going to look like that. No. My frame is just bigger than nope. yours. That's it. Because I watched these interactions happen. A lot of the women in class, yeah, I think, look to you as this body ideal. Right. But they're six feet tall. Right. And their bones right. are bigger than your body. Absolutely. I just know what that is. Yes. I, yes. I know what that is. Yes. I know it's just the wanting so bad a thing. That just isn't yeah. even like And then you know what? Even if, my you skeleton. Get, even if you chase it, you're still never going to be happy. They're not even. Well, a, that's. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. But, I've been. Yeah. I've lost yeah. weight a gazillion yeah. times because that, that's how this works. And that's how you get to where I'm at. And even I. Never happy. In that, in that cycle. I mean, you'll, you'll get to the point where you'll achieve something and then you'll want something else. You know? Oh, yeah, no. Nothing. I lost a ton of weight. I got real popular yeah, for like yeah, two years. Yeah. So popular. Yeah. It's the same shit that happened to you. People just thought I was their life coach. I would, people, this was also just a few years ago. I'm in, I'm 43. People from high school were sending me Facebook messages 
And I'm like, yeah. this is all. Yeah. I was so depressed. Yeah. I was crazy as yeah. shit. Yes. And I just wanted someone to see it. Right. And no one did. Right. And Be- I was like, this this isn't what you think it is. Exactly. Exactly. I try to share my story. One thing people don't know is where if they listen to any podcast or anything, I talk about taking showers in the dark. People don't understand. My workout regimen came from a dark place. I probably should have got in counseling a long time ago. So what they see of me, I might have gained abs and six packs and and muscular, but it came from a dark place. When I was at my lowest, I went to the gym. When I thought about, you know, I I can't believe I'm getting a divorce again. I'm going through this. When I couldn't sleep at night, when I was emotionally drained, I went to the gym. And, yeah, it benefited me in making me look good. But it's not healthy. It wasn't healthy. I mean, I'm not saying no to you, but, no, in my experience, it was not healthy for me. It's not. You know, it would have been everything if I'd have had another outlet or somebody to talk to or somebody to say, hey, but at that point, I felt like I was going to hurt myself. So going to the gym was an outlet for me. But it wasn't, it's not healthy. No. It's not. It's You know, I just benefited from and I'm very appreciative of it. I would have gave anything to have somebody hold my hand at night, you know, yeah, and let me talk it out. But there was nobody there. And being homeless, starting all over, you know, I just was used to secluding myself off. So, you know, like I said, I think the best thing is people need to understand that there's behaviors you need to change. Yeah, agreed. Well, are you ready for some hard hitting rapid fire questions? Okay. <laughs> These are going to be so hard. Okay. Are you are you ready? I'm going to try to be. Number one. Number one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my girl. Vacation spot you're dying to go to? Punta Cata. What's that? Know, I don't know what that is. Yes. Well, anyway, I saw it in a magazine. The, the water looks blue and it just looks like it never ends. I don't know where it is. Belize sounds nice too. Anywhere sounds yes. nice. Yes. Margaritas. On the rocks. Frozen. On the rocks. That's a lie. What? I've been with you. Well, frozen. (laughs) We're on a budget. You know, you get frozen because it lasts long. But if money's not a thing, I went on the rocks. Salt? No salt. That's with 40 hit. Before 40, yes, salt. Okay. I used to do sugar, too, but I don't like it anymore. No, yeah. And not everybody does it. Yeah. Worst way you've been asked out on a date recently? Girl, please. (laughs) Through Messenger. I hate Messenger. I do. What What does the message say? I, I also, like, do you already know them? Who? Whoever's yes. doing it. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Most men, first of all, apparently I'm a very intimidating woman, which I have no idea why. Apparently. Apparently. But <laughs> I don't like when you run up on me in Messenger with short messages. I am a very emotional high-strung individual the virgo in me i am very nurturing i like communication i like dialogue so stuff like wyd i hate what what is that what What are you you doing doing? no no No, i need words i need capitalization i need i need a question yes people don't they don't even exchange numbers anymore people just message you to death and i hate it i hate it but i rarely get asked out on dates so that's here nor there okay last one Uh uh-huh you can't explain your answer. Oh. What's your guilty pleasure song? <laughs> you know it. I'm going to let you say it because I think I do know it. Whitney Houston. I'm every woman. <laughs> I knew it was going to be either that or the 
ride the donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Thanks for coming by today. This was fun. Thank you so much. I love this. This was very cool. Ladyland enjoyed your presence. Over and out. Bye. I'm Kim Baldwin, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by UDrive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.